My wife and I have small children, so it's nice to see the stages of their development. And now our son, who is uh, older, also likes to participate now when he's watching his sister, how she starts saying things or doing things on her own. And it's kind of fun. We all enjoy it. And he does, he does it too. And recently we were driving in the car. We, we like to pack things when we go places. Uh, a little bag of fruits, one bag of vegetables, just something to munch on. Of course, that will never happen in my car, but since we're driving my wife's car, that was okay. Different rules. And uh, my son and his sister, they were going back and forth in the, in the back seat there because now he likes to make her say things, say words. It's fun for him because he, she repeats back whatever word you give her, and I'm sure that is quite fun. So he, he kept pressing her, say this, say that, say this, say that. Eventually she said, no, <laughs> I'm not saying that anymore. And uh, anyway, this is going, back in the back, going on in the back there, and my wife was kind of tired of pushing the bag in the back, in the back there, so she gave it to my son to hold the bag with fruits to, and to share with his sister. Well, lo and behold, when my son got the bag, he realized he has control. He has power and authority over the bag. So he decided to have some fun on his own and to be a little bit of a smarty pants there. So he turned to his sister, who already said no multiple times, and she says, Zoe, can you say hallelujah? <laughs> and she... She, she wasn't quite sure what that's supposed to mean because she didn't realize that that's connected to having something from the bag. So eventually she relented, and, and it was just funny to watch this thing going back and forth, and I'm just thinking, I said, this is perfect. This is exactly what I want to talk about this Sunday, about power and authority. Of course, they're children, and they understand it in, in, in their own way, but we humans have uh, an interesting way of understanding authority. If we go back into the, into the scripture and the story of the first humans, Adam and Eve, we remember that when God created the world, he took them and showed them everything he created and he gave them authority. He gave them the rule over this creation and told them, take care of all of this, and they did as long as it was possible. The problem with authority, the problem with power, is that it could go both ways. It could be beneficial, but could also be hijacked. And one thing to, be, to remember is that for us humans, power and authority does not come from us. We are not the authors. We are not the creators of power and authority. It is given to us, even if it's given by God or by the state, by our workplace, doesn't matter. We are not the ones. We're not the source of that power. So, in other words, we are stewards of this authority, of any power that is given to us on earth. But God wanted to give us this power because in order for us to exercise our free will and to make a free choice to live a life in God, he had to allow it. He had to give us freedom. 
so we can choose between good and evil, hoping that we will choose good, of course. That's what I was hoping, that you know, things will go well in the back seat there, and then eventually they, they, uh, they found peace. It was plenty of fruit to go all around. But thinking of this power and authority, I think it's very important for us to remember that we have a duty we have a duty in front of God to use whatever He has given us, whatever talents, whatever powers, whatever authority, to build others, to use it to do good, not to create a, a kingdom for ourselves or to become authoritarian or over-controlling with other people and remove God from the position of the authority and put ourselves in that position. If you recall that episode when Christ is being taken to be judged by Pilate, now he has this prophet, this Jewish prophet, being sent to him to be judged. Of course, the rulers of the synagogue, they, they send him with a, with a false accusation that he claims himself to be the son of God, a new king. Of course, that would not work in front of Pilate, so they said, well, he claims to be higher than Caesar. He claims to be the new Caesar. I really like this dialogue between Pilate and Christ. Imagine Christ has been beaten and mocked by the soldiers by this point. He's standing there in front of Pilate in all his authority, in front of him there. And Pilate keeps talking to Christ, and he doesn't answer. He doesn't answer. He knows he's... It's useless. But at a certain point, he answers. And what is Pilate telling Jesus that Jesus gives an answer? And this is very important. This is a line that really, I think, is very important to tell us what it means to have authority in this world. And this is recorded in John, I believe, chapter 19. Yes, 19, 10, 11. And Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? And Jesus answered, You could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. No power unless it had been given to you from above. And this has to do with pretty much everything we do in this life. We always have to remember that we have no power over anybody else. Be it at work if you are a supervisor, or uh, in school if you're a teacher, or if you are a captain or in the army, or whatever situation and position you are put in this life, you are not in charge. God is in charge. We are not gods. We are stewards of God's grace. We're stewards of God's talents and gifts. And we are stewards of God's power and authority in this world. And I think it's very important to always be reminded of this in order to be humble and to use it for the good because it could become very destructive. This man that uh, we read about in the Gospel reading, this centurion, his servant was sick at home. And he was not Jewish. He was a pagan. He asks Christ to heal his servant. And what's Amazing is that even the scripture mentions that this is the only, this is the second time in the scripture when the word marveled is used for Christ. When he marveled, 
he marveled at this man's faith because he says, and this is what he says after that, I don't need you to come to my house. All you need to do is just say the word. All you need to do is say the word. Who has the power to only say the word and things to happen? Who has the power to create this world by just using the word? God has the power. Christ marveled and he said, I hardly find such faith even among the people of Israel, even among the people who are supposed to recognize me as the Son of God. And Christ heals him in that very moment. At the end of the Gospel reading, we hear the word that at that very moment, not later, at that hour, Christ healed this man's servant who was away in his house by just using the word. What I like to take from this example of the, of the centurion is the fact that he had power in this world. He had everything he wanted. He was, a, he was a, a Roman soldier, not just a soldier, but he was a centurion. He had everything laid out for him. He was, indeed, he was a warrior, but he was paid well. He had quite some luxury. He had power over so many people. He did not need Christ for anything else if it was just to think about this world. He would have not needed a poor carpenter to help him be better. And yet, he noticed, he took notice that Christ had this power that God has given him, and he recognized it and came to ask for it. But he came to ask for it how? With humility, with compassion for his servant. He could have said, I don't care about this servant. Let him die, I'll get another servant. That was how it, how it worked. But he felt compelled and had compassion in his heart for his servant. And he did not want to lose his servant. And he came in humility to Christ. Instead of saying, you know what? I want you to heal my servant. If not, I can have you arrested and maybe killed. I'm a centurion. I have the power. But he did not do that. He did not do that. So brothers and sisters, today it's a great reminder for us that this world may give us some powers, some authority. This world is very tricky because it may seem that we are in control in this world, but we always have to be reminded that we are not the ones in control and we are not the source of all the good things we have and we are not really the ones who control things. But God is the one and we always have to have humility and the proper attitude to use the power and the authority given to us in this world and, this, and everything God has given to us to build others, to help, to be compassionate, and to use it with humility. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.